0: So headed into the afternoon, I told my brothers, it's a slow news day, fellas. Taking Rule stage, number brother. one of Midas Touch news coverage, never say it's a slow news day. As soon as I said that, the floodgates opened. Fortunately, all good news to report. First, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss filed a new defamation lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani after being awarded $148 million last Friday in the defamation trial. Next, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals set an expedited oral argument in Donald Trump's appeal on the issue of presidential immunity. That's set for January 9th of 2024. Moving quick. Special Counsel Jack Smith then filed an exhibit list in the D.C. federal criminal case, even as that case is stayed. Then in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, Justice Arthur N'Goron issued a scathing order denying Donald Trump's directed verdict motion, actually all five of them, and stated that Donald Trump's expert, who was paid almost $1 million to give testimony, had no credibility at all. And I guess you can pay someone to say just about anything is what Judge Ngoran said. Then the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals denied Donald Trump co-defendant Mark Meadows' appeal on the issue of federal officer removal and then Donald Trump filed a petition for an en banc hearing meaning a hearing before the entire DC circuit court of appeals after the three judge panel in the DC circuit affirmed the gag order against him Donald Trump clearly just wants to threaten people really really badly in other words it got busy folks also from this weekend there's some news to talk about Donald Trump spoke at New Hampshire and Nevada using phrases from Adolf Hitler, saying that Vladimir Putin told him that President Biden is harmful for democracy. Ah, yes, America in 2023, the Republican Party presidential candidate is quoting Vladimir Putin as a character witness involving democracy. Then you have the usual fare of Donald Trump praising President Xi as ruthless, calling the January 6th insurrectionists in jail and in prison hostages, and saying America is not great. We'll talk about that and more. Then in Phoenix, Arizona, the top Republican influencer organization called Turning Points USA held what it calls its American Fest convention that took place over the weekend. Donald Trump's lawyer, Alina Haba, was one of the main speakers there. She bragged about how she and Donald Trump have lost cases so big that they got sanctioned almost one million dollars by a federal judge, and she says, "I bet the fake news isn't telling you about those sanctions." Also at that event, Don Jr. praised insurrectionists for whatever reason. Roseanne Barr was speaking and called everybody other than MAGA communists. And the leader of the organization Turning Points USA, Charlie Kirk, said that the leaders of the Republican Party up until MAGA took over were actually all liberals and then you have the DeSantis campaign in total freefall, but Nikki Haley's campaign is gaining momentum and gaining on Donald Trump in New Hampshire. I wouldn't be surprised if she actually beats Trump in New Hampshire. You can roll the tape back when that happens. This is the Midas Touch Show, Ben, Brett, and Jordy. I remember that moment, brothers, where I said to you, slow news day, slow news day. What should I do? Should I go for a walk? And then as I was, do- and as I was doing that, bam a news after news after news how are you guys doing doing great it's, it's uh you said slow news day and that was the kiss of death of the slow news day i think instantly we we quickly realized uh what was about to happen there but you know what a day of legal cases it's, i know it's the holiday season but i gotta say it's beginning to feel a lot like justice oh <laughs> here. i know right but I, I, honestly like You see, though, the closer we get to justice, the more that we actually see consequences for these MAGAs, for Donald Mm -hmm. Trump, for people like Mark Meadows and Rudy Giuliani. What are they going to do? It's what we've been trying to prepare everybody for what they're going to do. They're going to continue to double down and triple down and dig in and become crazier and crazier and even more unhinged. If you think they've hit rock bottom, you ain't seen nothing yet. And uh, what we're going to go over today is just probably the tip of the iceberg. And once again, the stuff we're going to show you today is going to be what happened over the past like 24 to 72 hours, all of this craziness. So just buckle up for when we actually see Donald Trump inside the courtroom things are going to get. You know what's funny about that though, Brett, when I was preparing to talk about the new lawsuit that Ruby Freeman and Moss filed against Rudy Giuliani, I was like, what was that Giuliani verdict? Was that like two weeks ago or three weeks ago? No, it was Friday, the $148 million (laughs) verdict after our Thursday live show. So we never actually even covered that verdict on the live show because it happened the next day. And I thought that happened like weeks ago, it happened Friday. Jordan. Yeah. A lot Such of news, the news, brothers.
1: Story. A lot of news. We got to just, you know, we just got to be prepared. It's like we always say, we always have to be prepared and be ready. You never know where the news is going to take you for that day. I'm super excited for the show. I guess why don't we just dive into it, guys?
0: Let's dive into it. And one of the things, too, notice that Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, all of these MAGAs who are on trial, they never actually argue that they didn't do the criminal conduct. They just argue that they should be able to do whatever it is that they want, right? They say, there's no jurisdiction over me, or there's absolute presidential immunity, or it should be removed to federal court, or it should be delayed. It's never like, I didn't do the crime, or so I have true. an absolute First Amendment right to say whatever I want to say, even if my words form a criminal conspiracy that leads to crimes. Their words, so if they're words, the First Amendment protects me, but if you are a media company that criticizes me, I'm going to shut you down and go after you. How dare you? Those are the tools of fascism right there. And we saw that on display in New Hampshire and in Nevada and in Phoenix. Let's just go through first and foremost, what are they saying, right? I'm not trying to look for the needle in the haystack here and find the email that no one's found through this investigative report. I just want to call out what I am seeing. But when we talk about what happened in New Hampshire, Nevada, and in Phoenix, it informs our analysis of what's going on in the courts, because this is a course of conduct. This is a pattern of MAGA and Trump behavior. So first and foremost, in New Hampshire, where you have Donald Trump citing vladimir putin saying that president biden is a threat to democracy let's play this clip right
2: and remember this joe biden is a threat to democracy he's a threat (laughs) and you know we'll bring in adversaries and i'll bring it in right now but even vladimir putin has anybody ever heard of vladimir putin (laughs) of Russia says that Biden's and this is a quote politically motivated persecution of his political rival is very good for Russia because it shows the rottenness of the American political system which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. So you know we talk about democracy but the whole world is watching the persecution of a political opponent that's kicking his ass. It's an amazing thing.
0: And then here, Donald Trump quotes Adolf Hitler. Play this clip.
2: We got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world, they're coming into our country from africa from asia all over the world they're pouring into our country nobody's even looking at them they just come in Uh, the crime is going to be tremendous the terrorism is going to be terrorism is going to be and then we built a tremendous piece of the wall
0: here donald trump praises china's president xi for controlling the people of china ruthlessly play the clip
2: the whole thing (laughs) is not believe can you imagine president xi of china powerful kind of a guy. They hate when I say that. Oh, you're saying nice things now. He controls 1.4 billion people rather ruthlessly, right? Praising Kim Jong-un of North Korea. Play the clip. And by the end, we were way up above both of them and heading nuclear war. I got in and he and I had a very good relationship. That was nice. Very nice. But he, he's not a... He's not... No, no. Rocket man, yeah. But he's not... He's not so fond of this administration, but he's fond of me, and we had a very good relationship. And I I tried to convince the fake news, no, no, that's a good thing, not a bad thing, right? That's a good thing. You know, we don't need nuclear missiles flying all over the place. So we did get along well, but he doesn't like this particular group of people very much, and I understand exactly why.
0: And then Donald Trump calls the January 6th insurrectionists who are in jail and in prison hostages. the clip.
2: Minneapolis, where they took over the police station, they took it over and they burned it down. By the way, what happened to those people? Are those people in jail with the the J6 hostages? What happened to those people, come to think of it? They're not in jail with the J6 hostage. I don't call them prisoners, I call them hostages. They're hostages. I
0: don't know, maybe do a little bit of research because people who engaged in violent forms of protest, guess what? They did go to jail. And guess what? If you just did a basic amount of research, you would know that. And also, who was in office during that period as well? I don't know. You may want to look at things that were happening while you were in office. And that's the thing, too, Brett and Jordy, that they blame the FBI for the insurrection while Donald Trump was in office. And they blame the Republican FBI director, Christopher Wray, who Donald Trump appointed and praised. Now they blame Bill Barr, Donald Trump's attorney general. And by the way, I wanna pause here with all of those clips. Just think about that. Imagine if President Biden said one of those things or echoed three of the words of one of those things that I just played you. Guess what? I wouldn't support President Biden. I interviewed President Biden. I support President Biden's policies. If President Biden said any of that, I'm out. One of them, done, because you have to have standards. Yet all of that stuff, the hateful, despicable, weird, traitorous, treasonous stuff, that's what attracts people to Donald Trump. It's shocking. What do you think about those clips? Well, I think the more repulsive that Donald Trump is to us, the more his MAGA base seems to enjoy listening to his words. And when you go through that list, I mean, uh, touting Putin, praising Hitler, uh, praising Kim Jong-un and, and bragging about President Xi's ruthless control, like he could not be saying it any clearer what he wants to do in our country. Now, I'm going to put aside even, you know, the, well, there were people who were arrested, blah, 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 because just because... I'm not looking for intellectual consistency in Donald Trump's statements because Donald Trump's statements are designed in order to disinform. They are designed in order to create this alternate reality. And that's what he's doing at all these rallies. That's what he's done with these MAGA people. And it shouldn't be a hard decision, okay? Vote for the person who doesn't quote Adolf Hitler. Like the, it, it sh- 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 This should not be a hard decision in front of us, okay, folks? But it goes even beyond that because Donald Trump in every single speech is basically saying, and in some cases is literally saying, I want to be a dictator, everybody. I'm going to be a dictator. He's now actually gotten around to the part where he's actually saying that, where he's made this, and we'll get to this shortly. He's made this comment, uh, just want to be a dictator just for one day, dictator for a day. Mm-hmm. He's using this dictator for a day as a sle- slogans sort of like he used build the wall or any of or, "lock locker up or any of these other chants that he had at his rallies. And it's completely sick. And it's not something that we could ever tolerate in a president or a presidential candidate. And so when he says these things, we need to be on high alert and we need to make sure that others are on high alert about Donald Trump's plans. I mean, let's face it. If Donald Trump were to be reelected, to the presidency. It goes far deeper beyond any sort of policies. We're talking about truth as we know it. We're talking about the United States of America as we know it. People like the QAnon shaman, like they are going to be in kids textbooks as heroes if Donald Trump is president. They're going to these Steve Bannon and Flynn and Trump and all these people, they're going to be heralded as like the new founding fathers of america in textbooks like that is what they're doing and that is the point of this disinformation also it is to do this whole sort of rewriting revisionist history and they're already doing it if you look at the oan commercials if you look at the commercials on newsmax they are creating their own history books to create their own mythology about this maga movement and its place in america when it is nothing more than a traitorous movement that's against everything this country has ever seen for
1: and when you look at Brett the the j6 I'm not gonna call I'm not going to use his language when you when you look at the folks who who were there on January 6th you know to your point Donald Trump was still president at that time if there was someone who could have you know just totally disregarded the Constitution or whatever and issued blanket pardons for anybody there it would have been Donald Trump and the reason that he didn't is because he wanted to use these these MAGA crazies of his who stormed the Capitol, these insurrectionists, as his own political pawns. So he could then, you know, 6, 12, 18 months after the fact, when he's running again, refer to them as J6 hostages. He doesn't care about these people. He loves the fact that they went to prison for him and and the MAGA
0: cause because now he gets to use them in his speeches at the rallies. As we're playing you these speeches, let me read this to you and tell me who you think I'm describing right here. In his own mind, the word propaganda seems to bear no relation whatever to truth. The mass of mankind is an instrument to be played upon, nothing more. Propaganda is a means of making people believe what is for the moment effective and moving them to do what he wishes. No moral considerations are involved. His mind is in the herd stage and he is grossly material in his politics as Freud in his psychology. Utterly contemptuous of the intelligence of the people, he seems to quite ignore the unwholesome after-effects of a diet of lies. He is deliberately building upon the weakness of the mass mind, and in this he proves himself a genuine demagogue, honest no doubt in believing that what he does is for the general good, Demagogue, just the same. He doesn't believe in objective thinking about national questions. He is impatient of cool intellectual considerations. He has a poor grasp of abstract principles and puts his faith in high feeling and strong emotion. Not seeing that civilization is a structure slowly built up by orderly procedure and respect for law, he is all for immediate action. He wants to apply his ideas at once by violation of law, if need be. The right of private judgment, that is his right, is to be unlimited beyond law. That is an article from March 1932 of The Atlantic, describing for the people the rising German politician by the name of Adolf Hitler. And just think about what they were saying in 1932. And you see there too, though, it's similar to the way legacy media is writing about it right now. Like the language is almost trying to over-intellectualize what is going on. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, this is a genocidal maniac, fascist killer who will destroy Germany. They use these fancy words to prove that they're ivory tower intellectuals And in doing so, demonstrate the kind of contempt that Hitler is able to breed with the masses against them and not just call out what it is, what is going on here. This is unadulterated fascism. It is dangerous. It needs to be called out. And as we keep going through these speeches, you will see that. I want to show you this one right here, though. One of Donald Trump's new lines in his speeches is that the reason that the economy is doing well right now is because of Donald Trump, that President Biden is coasting off the fumes of the Trump economy. And legacy media doesn't check that, right? I mean, they don't call out, what are you talking about? you left the economy in shambles. Unemployment was like the highest it had ever been. You left us with $8 trillion in debt. You crushed the economy. You caused so many problems that President Biden had to dig out of year after year after year. And now that President Biden's turned it around, Trump's like, well, now that was because of me. Watch what he says here where he tries to take credit for the success of the Biden economy, but then also says that there will be a depression if you elect President Biden again. Play this clip.
2: The Biden administration is running on the fumes of the great success of the Trump administration. They're just running on the fumes of what we did with the tax cuts and the regulation cuts. Without us, this thing would have crashed to levels never seen before. And if we're not elected, we will have a depression, the likes of which you haven't seen since the depression of 1929. We're not talking about a recession. You're going to have a lot worse than that. I mean, he just says anything. He just
0: freaking says anything at all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make sense. You just say it, repeat it over and over and over again. And the mashed potato brains... Of legacy media's like, like, well, what are we gonna do about it? Let's just put out another stupid poll and talk about how people feel versus actually reporting on the news rather than reporting on the economic miracle that took place when everybody predicted a recession in 2023. You see, Trump, just like in 1932, knew that the media would write some piece like that some over-intellectualized piece that people don't even understand what you're kind of even talking about. Just say it. You're talking about a dictator, a genocidal maniac. I mean, what more do you need me to show you? Do you need me to show you Donald Trump praising mafia leaders? Is is it not enough to show you him praising Kim Jong-un? Should I make it a little more local? What if he calls Al Capone, the great Alphonse Capone, what what just think about, could you imagine we went to Pueblo, Colorado, to see President Biden speak at a windmill uh, factory. Donald Trump hates windmills, by the way, but it's bringing a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs to Colorado and across this country to bring clean energy across the United States of America. But could you imagine if President Biden said, before I talk about the jobs that I'm bringing here to Pueblo, have you heard about the great? Alphonse Capone, the the great mafia. They called him Scarface because he had a scar across his face. I would walk out. I'd be like, I know I'm supposed to interview this guy. And and it's probably a great, I'm not interviewing him. That's what are you talking about? But Donald Trump in Nevada played the clip of what he said. I don't know. I hear
2: different stories. Did anybody ever hear of the great Alphonse Capone, Al Capone? Great. Great head of the mafia, right? Mean Scarface. He got a scar that went from here to here. And he didn't mind at all. But he was a rough guy. Now, I heard he was indicted once. A couple of people told me a few times more. But I was indicted four times an Al Capone, Alphonse. You know, if he had dinner with you and if he didn't like the way you smiled him at dinner, he would kill you. You'd be dead. By the time you walked out of the nice restaurant, you would be dead. He got indicted once, I got indicted four times, over bullshit, I got indicted. Bullshit.
0: That's what our politics has come to. The great United States of America has a major political party, the Republican Party taken over by MAGA. We're in a 48-hour period, praises Vladimir Putin, praises President Xi, praises Kim Jong-un, praises the January 6th insurrectionist quotes Adolf Hitler and brags about the great Alphonse Capone. That is where we are America. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Wake up America. I was going to curse there for a I wake up America because if that individual takes over this country, we have lost our country. And then I want to know, okay, well, Who does this individual surround himself with? And just like him, it's not just people who believe in very dangerous things. It's also just pure, unadulterated losers, like a group of people who consistently lose over and over again and then whine about it. And then whine, you know, all of the things that we teach our kids or that we should have been taught as kids about having values and overcoming obstacles and kind of not complaining, or as the Republicans say, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, all of that. These maggots are the biggest whiny crybabies in the world. And they celebrate, they gloat in their loserness. And it's always everybody's out to get me. And I I couldn't even believe this is real what I was watching. You have (laughs) Donald Trump's lawyer, Alina Habba, at this event in Phoenix, Arizona, the Turning Points event. She's now one of the main speakers, by the way. Making a nice living for herself, Jordy. You know how much money Alina Haba has made so far on these cases. T- take a guess, Jordy, and I'll tell how, how, people how, how in the chat. Guess. Take a guess. Just take how a much? Guess. How much? How much? Let's see the guesses in the chats. I want to see guesses because sometimes people don't actually think that we're live when we're doing the show. Yeah, so I'm going to look. let see looking, the guesses the in the guesses. chats. Right. We're looking at in the chat. <laughs> how much money do you think Alina Haba has made? From Somebody Donald said Trump's 3 million, political action committee. 3 million, commitment. 1 million, 2 million, million 1.5 million, 3 million, 2 million, 1.5, 1.5. Oh, it's coming in hot and fast right now. <laughs> ben? We're live. Three and a half million dollars. Three and a half. And and, and she's where? Damn from the Political Action Committee, from all of the people contributing to Donald Trump's Save America Leadership Political Action Committee, believing, I suppose, that it's going to, I don't know, politics? Nope, it's going to Alina Habba. Did you know when Donald Trump created a legal defense fund, they call it like the Patriot Action Front or some name like that, that has only raised about $1.5 million. And $1 million came from like this QAnon family trust thing. So when they actually labeled something legal defense, they only made like one and a half million dollars. But when they call it Save America Political Action, they make tens of millions of dollars. That's and so it goes to representing Donald Trump on the civil fraud case, representing Donald Trump on the sexual abuse and defamation case, where Donald Trump was found liable for rape, for sexual abuse. Like, what are we talking about? people? Like, what are we talking about? You have someone who was found liable by a jury and then confirmed by the judge. Yeah, New York has a different technical definition, but it's sexual abuse, but in layman's terms, it's rape. That's what Donald Trump was found liable for by a jury in New York. That's what's, go- what's going on with this country. For Like, wake up. And, and, you know, and legacy media wants to over-intellectualize. Well, what do you think about the prospects of the polls? Just tell people what is going on. Anyway, here's Alina Habba from this Phoenix event, this Turning Points USA event, bragging about she and Donald Trump. Me and Donald Trump. Watch her, you know, walk us. Me and Donald Trump. <laughs> Who knew we got sanctioned? $1 million. Yup. You don't know about that. Fake news. They don't tell you. What do you mean everybody tells you about? It? We all know you got sanctioned. I don't know. Maybe your MAGA news doesn't tell you that. But yeah, we all knew about that. Do we have the graphic right here? That Yeah, we did four stories on it. One million <laughs> <sanctioned> <laughs> again. Trump yeah. lawyer sanctioned. Subscribe to the Midas YouTube channel, Haba. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> we know you got sanctioned. Anyway, play this clip of her bragging about being sanctioned people ask why we do the arrows well apparently it wasn't enough for Elena. that's why we do the arrows I, have to show you. I gotta show you Here's that's the what's happening Here's
3: the clip. that got assigned to a Clinton appointed judge and what do you think happened nobody's heard of the case right it's because it's gone I never met the judge I never walked into the courtroom There were probably 50 lawyers representing all of the radical left. Clinton's lawyers, Mook's lawyers, and the list goes on and on and on. One month, it got dismissed, and me and President Trump got sanctioned a million dollars for going against crooked Hillary. You didn't know that, did you? Fake news, folks. Fake news. They won't report it. But guess what? We paid that million and we're going to keep on fighting.
0: The people what fake are news? Cheering. What fake news are you talking... They're cheering her losing. They're cheering her losing and filing a case that was so frivolous. It was deemed so frivolous and inappropriate that her, she and Donald Trump were fined nearly $1 million dollars for it. And she is bragging. And who is she calling the fake news in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> because everyone reported this, I guess, except for the MAGA news yeah. that is covering that event, except for the news that those people, and I, I hesitate to call it news, but in I'll, in this context, I just will for the sake of uh, ease, uh, calling this uh, the fake news the only people who did not cover it were clearly these propaganda organizations like OAN and Newsmax and RSBN. So when she said that to the crowd and they went, did you hear like in the background? they go, what? No way. Yeah, all of us knew that except you because you live in this bubble of disinformation. And by the way, that's nothing to brag about. You are literally bragging about being a terrible attorney and being a loser. Alina <laughs> and her Lauren Bobert strut on the stage. Like Bobert. I was going
1: to say the whole shtick is the so whole sh- biz- the whole is sh- shtick stand is, up, is so bizarre. And no, <laughs> and nobody like asked her to, to recount that story. Like that was the one that she was going to go up in front of the loser crowd and tell the loser story. And then she was going to get cheered on by losers and they'd all have a loser party. I mean, that is just so bonkers.
0: It's like the radical the left Hillary lawyer. Clinton. Who I mean you? He's doing?
1: How do you mean just
0: the legal profession in general? Like she's the current lawyer representing him in actual cases before like the United States Supreme Court and, and federal cases and state court cases. And like she's doing she's doing that the lawsuit that she filed at every level against Hillary Clinton and the others was so frivolous that she even got the most basic facts wrong. Like she would say, so-and-so is an individual who runs the DNC and like the person never worked at the DNC. Or she would say, so-and-so lives in New York and the person like lived in Virginia. Like every fact was wrong. And the judge said, the fact, the law, the causes of action, like none of this makes sense at all. And then she was given multiple opportunities to withdraw the frivolous lawsuit. And it was barred by the statute of limit. Every possible thing to bar this, including unable to assert a cause of action, occurred. She was given multiple opportunities to have this thing voluntarily withdrawn. They persisted and they got a million dollars in sanctions. And now she's out there celebrating those sanctions. I want to talk more about this event. You know, There are other moments there where the leader of this Turning Point USA event, Charlie Kirk, who this is now like the most influential Republican event, like it used to be, CPAC. This is the event right now. And anybody other than MAGA, they say, are liberals, are rhinos. And then you just got people like Roseanne Barr saying that if you're not with MAGA, you're a Stalinist or, or a communist. You've got Don Jr. out there saying that his father was leading you know, something that was peaceful and this is not really an insurrection and that the FBI did it. And by the way, you have Don Jr.'s messages. You have his messages from the day. But for MAGA, facts don't matter. Here are Don Jr.'s text messages from January 6, 2021. Don Jr. writes to Mark Meadows, he, meaning his father, he's got to condemn this shit ASAP. The Capitol Police tweet is not enough. Mark Meadows' response, I'm pushing it hard. I agree. Don Jr., we need an Oval Office address. He has to lead now. It's gone too far and gotten out of hand. You would think in normal times where someone sends a text message like that, you'd be like, oh, and now you're saying that it didn't get out of hand. Now you're applauding what happened. You're not a credible person. But see, that's the thing. When MAGA destroys and rips to shred the truth, they say anything, anything they want, they could basically say. And legacy media just ignores it. President Joe Biden doesn't hit one of the metrics to an A+++, but just does an A or an A And for legacy media, that's easy. That's in their wheelhouse. So they go after that and then let this crazy fascist, dangerous, anti-American behavior run wild. We'll talk about this and more after our first quick break of the show. Lomi is the only appliance that prevents food waste from stinking up your kitchen and polluting the planet. Now that I've invested in a Lomi, it's changed the way I deal with my food waste. Lomi is the biggest innovation in the modern day kitchen since the dishwasher. Lomi has helped me turn my home into a climate solution. Now I can transform my organic waste into nutrient-rich Lomi Earth that I can feed to my plants, lawn or garden, instead of sending it to the landfill. I can help the environment and make my life easier. In just four hours, Lomi transforms almost anything you eat into nutrient-rich plant food at the push of a button. It's smart, simple food recycling that fits my space perfectly. Cut the chore of doing the trash in half and eliminate bugs and odors in your kitchen. And here's the bonus. You get to feed your lawn and garden with an all natural fertilizer that you just created out of your food scraps. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge can go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food at home. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint also. By reducing the amount of food I send to landfill, I'm helping to do my part for the planet. Whether you wanna start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden. Lomi is perfect for you. Head to lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas at checkout. Thank you Lomi for sponsoring this episode. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Cross meal prepping off your list this holiday season with Factor skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get factors fresh, never frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Treat yourself to high quality, delicious meals over the holidays. Choose from 35 or more chef crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, protein plus, and more wholesome options. Looking for calorie conscious options over the holidays that don't skimp on flavor. Try delicious, dietitian approved, calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving or need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays, try protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 55 plus add-ons to suit various preference and your taste. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab and go snacks and ready to drink cold pressed juices. Shakes and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Pretty good. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash Midas50, 5050 and use the code Midas50, Midas50, to get 50% off. That's code Midas50 at factormeals.com slash Midas50 to get 50% off. Now, back to our programming. Thank you to our unapologetically pro democracy sponsor and the ad man Ben uh, Jordy. Really uh, coming
1: from my coming from my. Right game game. Door, I got to right? say, like, those were really good reads, Ben. Good job. And at different always, stages this- of my
0: day, one rolling yeah. right out of bed, the other post shower. I, I I love it, and and, uh, and the light is <laughs> mighty everyone who watches our channel does see you at every stage of your day throughout your optics. So that's pure good, authenticity but- here. You awesome. see me through my day. If there's a lot of breaking yeah. news, I go, yeah. you know what? I got to like actually like put on a new Yeah, for, for, forget the comb, forget the, the shower. Uh, we got we to gotta go live on this hot take. Oh, that's uh, so To support good. all of our pro-democracy sponsors, remember all the links and all the deals <laughs> are always in the description. Ben, you know, as we watch these clips, the thing that kind of comes to mind to me is this concept of MAGA martyrdom. It seems like the more damage that you could do to yourself for the sake of the cult leader, the more you are rewarded by the cult. And so we've seen this countless times with people like Mike Lindell, who have lost their entire life, who have lost their business, basically, who have lost so much money by going all in for Donald Trump. We have seen this for people like Rudy Giuliani, who would rather double down on their defamation of people like Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss when they're in the midst of losing everything because it shows how loyal they are to the cult leader. And as we go through this, we'll soon play a clip from somebody like Roseanne, somebody who's totally thrown away her entire career so that she could be full MAGA and say the most despicable things imaginable. Heck, at one of these events in Nevada, Donald Trump was literally introduced by the Nevada GOP state chair, who was indicted for being a fake elector, for being part of that fake elector scheme. So the indicted GOP chair, introduced the indicted, disgraced Donald Trump to the stage. They thrive in that criminality and the more that they could do in that world to prove their loyalty at the expense of their health, of their financial well-being, the better that the cult perceives them. It's just an interesting kind of concept that I think we should look at as a through line through MAGA. And look, when a Roseanne talks this way or a Giuliani talks this way or a Trump or a Charlie Kirk or Alina Habba, the reason why most of Americans are so repulsed at it is it has real world consequences on the lives of Americans, like taking away women's reproductive rights, taking away people's freedoms. I want to show some more of these clips we've been showing, but I think it's important that we pause for just a moment and show people a video that we put out, a Midas Touch short that we just put out moments before we went live. Because this is, I just want to remind people, like, why are we showing these clips of Trump? Why are, like, why do we do this? <laughs> like, like wh- wh- why have I stopped my law practice to basically do this every single day right now? Why, Brett, have you basically stopped doing everything else, not basically, you have Jordy, why'd you stop your, like, why are we all, and why is the Midas Mighty in this together? Like, why are we doing this? And I think it's important that when we put out video shorts like this, it's like, because our freedom is on the line because your freedom is on the line. Our democracy is on the line. So this is a video that we just put out moments ago about how MAGA is taking away women's reproductive freedom and the consequences that it has. I think it's a very powerful video. I was going to show this at the end of the episode, but I want to show it right now, right in the middle. When we're showing you all these clips of Trump and Giuliani and Charlie Kirk, because as they behave this way, to me, it makes me even more angry, but motivated also to know this is why we're doing this. Here, play this video that we just made. So come on in. I'm going to seal them real quick to me to climb. Be right back.
2: Okay. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: Champagne. Oh, not for you.
3: Hi, baby. Oh, such a blessing exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Looks like she's about to
3: pop. Oh, isn't he pregnant magical? Well, the baby
4: oh, cookie.
2: Sorry.
3: isn't going to make it.
0: So that's what's happening in America right now. And here's what's happening on that stage in Phoenix, Arizona. Now let me show you the clip of what Roseanne's saying. Play this clip.
3: A bunch of losers that never know how to get a job. I don't care about them. If we don't stop these horrible communists, do you hear me? I'm asking you to hear me. Stalinist. Communists, with a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in, (laughs) plus wanting a caliphate to replace every Christian democracy on earth now. Occupy, do you know that?
0: I know what I just watched was absolutely abhorrent. And I think it was so important that we played you that short video we made and then show you what Roseanne's saying, then show you what Donald Trump's saying, then show you what Alina Habba is saying as they go and attack Americans and say, You're a Stalinist, you're a fascist, you're a this, you're a that because we want to protect women's reproductive rights, because we want to take care of our democracy, because we are repulsed by insurrections, because we are repulsed when the leader of the Republican Party is praising Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and President Xi. That, That makes us a Stalinist. The language that they are using, The behavior that they engage in is so anti-American. It's not a matter, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, if you look at that photo right there of Marjorie Taylor Greene and the QAnon shaman, there they are again in the halls of this event being paraded around like heroes. This is not a matter of, oh, the, the Democrats are liberal oh, and the Republicans, they're conservative and there's a conservative and liberals and that's not what's going on right now in our country. You're either with our democracy, you're with the facts, you're with reality, or you're with this dystopian, fascist, American carnage nightmare that's represented by MAGA. That's it, that's the choice. Pick your side, pick your side. And don't take my word for it. Take a look at what Charlie Kirk says. Charlie Kirk, the leader of this event, one of the major MAGA Republican influence. He's saying it too. Want to listen to him? Listen to what he had to say at this event. Play the clip.
4: Only in America is a story like Turning Point USA possible. Only in America is it possible to say, you know what? I don't like the way the country is going and to do something about it. And throughout the years, you know, people have said, oh, you know, turning point, you guys, uh, you're too loud. Why don't you just sit, sit down and obey? I don't know about you, but I think the people that have been running the conservative movement the last couple of decades should just go be liberals because that's what they actually are and leave the conservative movement and allow us real conservatives to be in charge.
0: Saying if you're not MAGA, you're not a conservative. You should know that. If you're not MAGA, you're not a conservative. That is what they believe right there. We've been saying it for, listen to them. Listen to them. That's why to me, it's important that this pro-democracy movement, we have to be very careful of making these artificial divisions, oh, and, and, and calling Marjorie Taylor Greene and people like Charlie Kirk conservative. They're not conservative. They're not really Republican. They are MAGA. They are their own thing. And it combines fascism with idiocracy. That's it. It's Certainly not democracy (laughs) at all. And they're okay with praising Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and Alphonse Capone and taking away women's reproductive rights and and just making a mockery of our country. It's horrific, horrific to see that. I do want to go back, though, to Alina Habba for a moment, too, because as I say, it's fascism plus idiocracy. Here's the idiocracy part as well, right? There are all of these cases now because of Donald Trump basically saying election activity and campaigning, that is not subject to absolute presidential immunity. That falls outside the outer perimeters of Article 2 executive conduct, right, in the Nixon v. Fitzgerald case. So what does Alina Habba say? Well, Donald Trump was just doing election stuff. So clearly he should be protected by absolute presidential immunity, the exact opposite of what the Blassingame case is. And when she did an oral argument to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, the judge asked her, do you know what Blassingame is? I'm sorry. I need to look at my notes. I don't know Blassingame. It's called Blassingame v. Trump. It's a case from two weeks ago involving you. <laughs> it's, it's a case involving you and your client that says you don't get absolute presidential immunity if you engage in election and campaigning activity. That's why Trump isn't entitled to it in civil cases. And that's what a lot of the discussion's about right now, That. You're purportedly trying to appeal to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. That's what all this conduct is going on. Watch what she says at this event when it comes to presidential immunity. Play this clip.
3: The the Supreme Court is looking at presidential immunity, which means it's a protection for presidents so that they can actually operate without being afraid of being prosecuted, persecuted and attacked when they come out of office. But what has happened? He's been prosecuted, persecuted and attacked, and they're ignoring presidential immunity. So finally, the Supreme Court is taking it up on January 6th. Case and going to look at it really hard and say, look, we have no business attacking somebody who is within a scope of presidency, who has come in, was doing his job, was protecting the elections, was doing the things that a president should do. Instead, they call him an insurrectionist because they can't beat him in the polls. It's a
0: Protecting the elections is not actually a thing the president does, and if you just know the Constitution, you read the 10th Amendment, you know about federalism, you know what states' rights are versus the federal rights and who handles elections— And by the way, the Supreme Court hasn't even granted certiorari to hear it. Right now, there's filings about whether or not certiorari will be granted. Donald Trump's brief is due December 20th. We don't know if the Supreme Court's going to take it. What we do know is that the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has expedited briefing. All of the briefing now on this issue of absolute presidential immunity will be done by January 2nd. All the paperwork and then today, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals set oral argument for January 9th, 2024. So the whole delay, if everybody was worried, well, Judge Tanya Chutkin, the D.C. federal judge, stayed the case, only temporary. At this point, I think we'll get an order from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals by like January 15th, maybe like January 20th, the latest, but before February. So we're talking about the same type of delay that probably would have taken place for the holidays anyway is happening anyway right now. So that was bad news that Donald Trump got. But there again, she just doesn't know what she's talking about. And by the way, when we see Donald Trump's brief on December 20th, he's going to argue against certiorari. He's going to argue against what she just said. He doesn't want the Supreme Court. He doesn't want the Supreme Court to hear this because he's trying to delay it. It was the brilliant move by special counsel Jack Smith to file it, knowing that Alina Haba and others in the MAGA lawyer world were going to say stupid stuff like that, because now if you just listen to her words, what's she saying, we want certiorari, we want oral argument before the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's not going to say you have unfettered ability when you're in office of the presidency to commit crimes. Well, here's the thing. If they did say that, they'd be saying that dictators are okay in the United States of America. So like, it's, it, it's such a ridiculous argument that but I think this, even they'd be saying they don't exist. The Supreme, Court. why would you need a Supreme? You Lord? don't need the Supreme court. Yeah. And that's honestly one of the, that selfish reason, frankly, is one of the reasons why I actually do have faith in the Supreme court. If they take this up to make the right decision, because the one thing that they do value is their own self-preservation and mm. their own power. And to me, at the end of the day, that trumps all else. No pun intended. Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss sued Rudy Giuliani again. <laughs> again, like this is not a, you're not, no, this you're not listening to a repeat of the might such podcast. This is a new this lawsuit. Is, this is new,
1: right? This, oh, yeah. this happened new today. New
0: lawsuit they filed on Monday because he keeps on defaming them. As Brett says, it's MAGA martyrdom. Just keep digging the hole because that's how you show loyalty to Donald Trump. If you don't become a total loser, like the fact that Bill Barr after he left was willing to do mostly everything for Donald Trump, just wasn't willing to basically say that space aliens came down and did something with Hugo Chavez and then changed the election, right? That's kind of where Bill Barr drew the line with like, (laughs) Space aliens and CIA laser beams and, and Chinese bamboo. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's just one step too crazy for me. And then what? He's a rhino now. He's been in on it. According to MAGA, Live. Bill Barr, you know who Bill Barr's sidekick is? Hunter Hillary. Biden. By uh, Biden. Hillary Clinton. Hunter, Hunter Biden. Biden. Oh, Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah, Bill Barr, it, you it. see, under the new MAGA <laughs> theory, it. I'm not making this up, Got it. Bill Barr weaponized the DOJ mm-hmm. against Donald mm-hmm. Trump to protect Hunter Biden while Donald Trump was in office. That's what was actually going on now. And now the yeah. Biden DOJ is mm-hmm. prosecuting Hunter Biden to cover up for yeah. Hunter Biden and helping him. The uh, okay. prosecution against Hunter, which could lead to him being in jail for like The rest of his life is actually a way to help him to cover for Bill Barr. That's what they're saying. That's where the idiocracy meets fascism. It's like, what the hell are you even talking about? And most people would go, Ben, that's so illogical. Like, no one believes that. The lie is so unfathomably big that some people are like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's gotta who would make something up. Trump. Trump would make it up and MAGA, because these people lie about everything. They just did the one about Georgia. They said that Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia is looking into 17,000 votes or whatever that went the wrong way. Very specific number to like seventeen thousand two hundred? 11,780. How do you not have this? And now it's 17,280 or something like that. And I, I even read it and I was like, oh, huh, did I not, did I not see this? Like this is, it's like a fairly specific number. And then to say that to attribute it to the governor, even my initial instinct was that, is there something here that I just didn't see? No it's all false to- totally made up some like and they do that to counter program to the bad news they did that they they put out this fake story which what has been debunked a million times in the past already and then was subsequently debunked after they released this, um, but they put out this fake story on the eve of the Giuliani verdict to try to go, look, corrupt courts, fake news. Look what they're doing. Look what they're trying to hide from you. That is their strategy. It's just disinformation after disinformation. And one of the most devious parts about it, and I've noticed this because i i i have I have like a Twitter account that has zero followers and follows zero people just in case I need to see what somebody blocked me is saying for the show <laughs> and that account in particular gets fed the craziest notifications of all time Twitter X, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. And it's always the disinformation post. So the other day that exact, like right after the Rudy information broke, I got a push notification from X with that fake tweet. It's just a random like blue check fake account on, on X. And it's designed that app is designed to push this fake information on you. I've even had people call me and say, I just got this notification. What 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 is this about? And I'd say, oh, it's it's literally a fake news website, and they are trying to trick you right now by pushing this as a legitimate news source, but it is not. It's truly a devious thing that's uh, that's. I happening. mean, look, and, and it's it, what it, they try refer- and do. They
1: try and flood the zone with this misinformation and disinformation to 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 bring up any sort of speculation. Ben, it's why you had to do a double take when you saw that number came out because it was so specific. It's like they they plant these things as if they could be you know rooted in some sort of logic to make the average person just be like maybe this is true but no you you, that's why i pride ourselves on the mightest mighty in this community that that pulls together this pro-democracy community on just the media literacy it's so important now like honestly more, more than any other time in history to just understand the information as it's coming to you but really then scrutinize the information who what's the source where is it coming from why did i get this now and to really think about okay what's what's the objective here is it from a reliable source is it true And just really be discerning about what you're reading out there, because it's a scary place where the zone is flooded with a lot of falsehoods.
0: Remember when the Republicans said that the insurrectionist was actually a Fed and was showing the badge? And it was actually, it was a vape and they all lied. Mm -hmm. It's the same people who now peddle this lie about Georgia. They just move on to the next one. Like, I can't even imagine if I put out something so utterly false, one I can't even imagine doing that. But two, then if I'm called out on it, just making up that an insurrection was a Fed and saying that the, that this was a badge and it was a, a vape, and I'm so wrong, I didn't even know like how I would like be able to like function the next day. Like it would wear on me, and it doesn't for them because that's just the game. Boop, next one, right. next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, next next one, and just flood it, flood the zone as you're saying, J and B, with all of those lies. Let me just show you though, Speaking of which. Even during Giuliani's defamation trial where he was hit with the $148 million verdict, which included $75 million in punitive damages, he'd go out each day of the trial and defame Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss. And what would he say? The same type of crap that Donald Trump says. Mm-hmm. I'm going to testify. I'm going to show you, just you wait, just you wait. I've got the info here and I'm going to share with you. I got to share with you at the right time, accordion hands. I got to share with you at the right time. I can't do it right now, but just you wait, it's coming. I didn't share it with all of the other courts where I could have won if I showed him that that actually happened. I, I, I wanted to lose. The plan was lose, 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 get sued. Wait until the final moment and then the reveal. This would make M. Night Shyamalan's ending <laughs> woof. The whole reveal is I've been waiting the entire the entire time. It, it, it's like the long reveal of that MAGA influencer guy, the really weird guy, you know, Nick Adams. Uh, who's uh, I was gonna say that's, <laughs> a, that's a, a large category. category. You know, large Nick, category. Category. You know, Nick Adams. I'm like I'm like <laughs> Nick Adams has to be playing the long game, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan move, and like when he's 85, he's gonna say, "I I just pranked you all for eight. it's an like 80 year prank or something," because this guy says the most outland anyway. Here's Rudy Giuliani <laughs> outside of court saying that he's gonna tell you, he's got, he's got all the facts, but he further defames Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss. Play this clip. Whatever happened to them, which is, it's unfortunate if other people
2: overreacted, but everything I said about them is true. true. Do you regret no. what you did to Sh- Ruby Freeman? Of course Freeman? I don't regret it, I told the truth. They, they were engaged in changing votes. There's no proof of that. Oh, you're damn right there is. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: Just you wait. I'm going to show you. Stay tuned. Right after this commercial break, I'm going to show I mean, not, we're, not, we're not taking a commercial break this exact moment. But that's what. <laughs> 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 but how absurd. So what they do, they sued him again. Yeah. And they're good. asking for. Inju- <laughs> good. And, and they're asking uh, for right. injunctive relief to basically say, if he continues to do that, now he's in violation of court orders. And he should be thrown in jail for it, basically. He should be held in contempt. So in addition to monetary damages, have some injunction that will lead to an order to show cause, Ray, contempt, that will lead to contempt, and that could lead to imprisoning him for violating court orders. And I think it's the right move to make. But then Giuliani goes, no, they're coming after me. Ruby Freeman and Jay Moss, they're coming after me. Um, you were the former mayor of New York City. You were the former top federal prosecutor from New York, and now you're some whiny liar, a whiny victim liar who's no victim at all, who put himself in this position and just whines, Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss are more powerful. You picked on two people that you thought you could pick on, and you Mm -hmm. disparaged them, demeaned them, threatened their lives, and they fought back. And they vindicated their rights, yet you still continue to defame them. And by the way, one of my big takeaways from that Ruby Freeman defamation verdict, you know what happens next month? The Donald Trump defamation trial, E. Mm. Jean Carroll v. Donald Trump, the other defamation case, Donald Trump's already been found liable. Like Giuliani, he continues to defame E. Jean Carroll over and over again. And I think he's going to get hit at this trial. With, I think on the low end 10, 20 million dollars. But I can see if Giuliani got hit with 148 million dollars in damages, I could see Trump now being hit with that amount or even more. By the way, Joe Takapina, who Donald Trump's throwing under the bus, is probably Tocopina. writing to Donald Trump, I saved you. The verdict against you was only five million dollars. You could have got a Rudy verdict, and it was and but what did Trump do? Then threw Takapina under the bus with the five million dollar verdict, then went on CNN and made it worse by further defaming E. Jean Carroll. And since then, I think no short of 10 to 20 times, he's defamed her over and over and over again. So expect by February, both in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, because we're going to get a judgment there by Justice Arthur and Goran, and in E. Jean Carroll, we're going to get a verdict there. Donald Trump's going to have verdicts in the range of $500 million dollars, to $1 billion against him by right around February 1st, maybe the second week of February, the latest, close to a billion dollars in judgments. Unlike Giuliani, Donald Trump has at least $300 to $500 million of cash on hand. And if Donald Trump wants to appeal those verdicts, guess what? He's going to have to put up a bond equal to the amount of those judgments. Three to five hundred million dollars, which Donald Trump, even though he says he's a billionaire, I don't know. The last time I checked, he's cutting off pieces of his suit and selling them for forty-seven NFTs. So we will see about we will see how rich he really. But he's going to get hit five hundred million to a billion dollars coming soon. And I should mention, since I'm talking about Justice Arthur and Goron, the new order that uh, just came out denying Donald Trump's motion for a directed verdict. Scorching. It, A scorcher right here, and this is what N'Goran says about Donald Trump's expert. Bartov, who was paid about a million dollars, is a tenured professor. But all that his testimony proves is that for a million or so dollars, some experts will say whatever you want them to say. His overarching point was that the subject statements of financial condition were accurate in every respect. As this court discussed in excruciating detail in its September 26, 2023 summary judgment decision, the statement of financial conditions contained numerous obvious errors. By doggedly attempting to justify every misstatement, Professor Bartov lost all credibility. And Bartov, every time there was fraud shown, Bartov would say, oh, no, that's not fraud. Because if it was fraud, you would try to hide it. So, because it exists, that was a mere error. It's just an EPSY. That's what, what Bartov said about all <laughs> yeah. of the M- point. Million, million dollars well spent. Great job. Great job. <laughs> and, and, and here is what uh, Ngoron said, though. I think this is the big point. Ngoron wrote valuations, as elucidated at nauseum in this trial, can be based on different criteria analyzed in different ways. In other words, I accept here that you can do valuations differently, right? Okay, Donald Trump, you're arguing one person does a valuation this way, another person does a valuation that way. Judge N'Goran saying, I get that, I'm not an idiot. I understand that point. But then Ngoron says, but a lie is still a lie. Valuing occupied residences as if vacant valuing restricted land as if unrestricted, valuing an apartment as if it were triple its actual size, valuing property many times the amount of concealed appraisals, valuing buildings as if completed and ready to rent, valuing golf courses with brand premium while claiming not to, and valuing restricted funds as cash are not subjective differences of opinion. They are misstatements at best and fraud at worst. And that's the point over and over again. You're saying that this is a residential property to this group, but it's actually a commercial property so that you could pay less taxes. The underlying fraud is how you are classifying these properties and the lies you're making about them to then make the valuation. And none of your experts are ever addressing that point. So good waste of 25 Million dollars right there, and of course, Trump responded whining, Oh, he's going after my expert. Wine, wine, wine. More victims. I'm not even going to read his statement, it's, <laughs> just a, it's just a way, it's just a way, just, just really a waste of time <laughs> going over that. But that was Judge and Goran's uh, order denying Donald Trump's motion to dismiss or a directed verdict motion, as it's called. Trump filed five of those, and the Judge and Goran took them all under consideration and rejected them all. And He goes, Normally, you bring them once at the end of plaintiff's case, but Donald Trump brought him five times. So I'm gonna group them all together and reject all five Coming of them. Coming to an Alina Habba speech to you. And did you see when I lost the New York civil fraud case? Did you see when But here's I the thing again, Trump's expert could have demonstrated some modicum of, of credibility. He could have conceded certain things, but no, it's all a lie over and over again and Judge goran said he had zero credibility i also want to talk about what went down in the mark meadows uh, appeal oh, wow. some interesting stuff there let's talk about what's going on in the biden administration as well with high speed rail i know donald trump would say infrastructure week every two weeks it was happening it was happening it's Coming, I, ben it's coming but under president biden like real things are happening like government's actually working and doing things like wherever you're living, I'm sure you see one of the 40,000 infrastructure projects that are going up right now. This isn't like, oh, this is happening. This is real. This is some real tangible stuff. Let's talk about that and more. Let's take our last quick break of the day. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets. And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Midas to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo, Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day Money back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiraclecom Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiraclecom Midas. T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so important. We could all benefit from heart-healthy energy. One of the best ways to get some, by supporting your blood pressure and circulation. Super Beats Heart Shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure. They're plant-based and stimulant-free, so you get a green boost without the jitters. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants and superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Super Beats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beats Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kick-started my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and am ready to take on the day. Superbeats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Superbeats Heart Shoes supports healthy circulation, so you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive heart-healthy energy without the crash. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Chews. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to MidasBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at MidasBeats.com, spelled M-E-I-D-A-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. Welcome back. Great work. Great work, B. Great Welcome work. Back. You you still see the contrast in a little bit of weather in my reads, a little bit of the day, where I am in the day. You, know, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. never
1: know what you're going to get. Same it's thing. I'll tell you get you're always going to get an A-plus read, though, no matter what you look like then.
0: Apparently, Mark Meadows didn't know what he was going to get at the ooh, ooh. transition ooh. at ooh. the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. He thought he was going to get a favorable uh, panel. I mean, he did get one George W. Bush judge, Judge Pryor, but Judge Pryor joined with an Obama appointed judge and a Biden appointed judge. And this was a real scathing opinion by the 11th Circuit. And recall Mark Meadows tried to remove the case to federal court, saying that he's an officer and that as a federal officer, when he was chief of staff, it should fall under the federal removal statute. So it shouldn't be in state court. It should be in federal court. Um, And to do that, you have to satisfy the test. Are you an officer? Are you acting under color of authority as an officer? And do you have valid federal defenses? And here, uh, the uh, 11th Circuit Court of Appeals said, first off, Mark Meadows, this removal statute does not apply to former federal officials. Dude, you're not in government anymore, okay? You can't invoke officer uh, removal, okay? Because you're not an officer anymore. So that's number one. And by the way, the district court judge didn't even touch on that issue. The district court judge just said you weren't acting under color of your kind of official duties as an officer. So they said, you're not even an officer anymore. But here's where it got scathing, Brett and Jordy and Midas Mighty. Here's what the 11th Circuit, the full panel said this. The White House Chief of Staff has no role in supervising state elections. Like, what were you doing, (laughs) Meadows? And by the way, Meadows, you know, testified, remember, before the district court judge in Georgia. And so Meadows, like, walked his way basically into admitting to crimes. I don't know if he'll be charged with these extra crimes, but if you read this order, it's basically saying you committed hatch act violations right here. So it says the White House chief of staff has no role in supervising state elections. Meadows concedes that the Constitution does not spell out a role for the President in the operation of state voting procedures in federal elections. The Constitution empowers only the states and Congress to, quote, regulate the conduct of federal elections. As the Supreme Court has explained, the framers of the Constitution intended the states to keep for themselves, as provided in the 10th Amendment, the power to regulate elections. The states, are responsible for enacting a complete code for elections. And then it goes on to say that Meadows asserts the White House chief of staff has duties related to the supervision of state elections and campaign-related political activity. In particular, he maintains that broad authority and few limitations can be found in the Elections Clause and Take Care Clause, various election statutes, and the Hatch Act. But the district court concluded, and we agree, that the federal executive has limited authority to superintend the state's administration of elections. Neither the Constitution nor statutory law nor precedent prescribe any role for the White House chief of staff. And even if some authority supported a role for the chief of staff in supervising the state's administration of elections, that role does not include influencing which candidate prevails. After all, the office of the president has no preference for who occupies it. And it cites Thompson v. Trump, a district court case by Judge Tanya Chutkin and other district court judges who ruled that way. So, what you see here, it's elegant, but you got to catch it. And it's why I loved reading this opinion so much. You see what's happening, Brett and Jordy? The 11th Circuit, in making this ruling against Meadows, you know what it's doing? It's sending a message. To the United States Supreme Court, to Judge Chutkin, and to a coded message, and to the DC Circuit Court of Appeals. We at the 11th Circuit, William Pryor, a conservative judge, we agree with you that this is not within the province of executive authority. Even though we're not hearing the issue of absolute presidential immunity, we're simply hearing the issue of removal of federal officers and whether that's under color of authority. The concepts are very similar and we wanted to put in here for this because they could have just stopped the analysis Mm -hmm. after former federal officials can't remove it, but they wanted to go on further because they wanted to send this message that this is not the power of Trump, of Meadows or others to deal with elections. And watch this language right here will be cited by Jack Smith. It will be cited by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And eventually, if it gets there, the Supreme Court. But that's how these judges move. It's elegant and you got to catch it like that. But that's our court update. Brett, give us some update on the economy. Give us some updates on high speed rail. Give us some updates there. Oh man, I feel like Amtrak Joe over here talking about uh, high speed rail. <laughs> it's good, you know. It, it just, you know, it's it's always such a contrast on the show when we go from speaking about just all the drama, all the lies, all this propaganda that's coming from the right, and then we speak about what's going on in what we just call like normal world, like in the world of actually people who want to go and govern. And so last week, uh, the Biden administration announced the first wave of funding for high speed rail through President Biden's infrastructure law, and it's going to connect a lot of cities. This has been a project, once again, that so many presidents have promised for like decades we've heard about high-speed rail. And now, finally, there's actually a plan to put this into action, and there's actually money designated to do this. So I could speak about it ad nauseum, but I'm going to let Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg discuss this.
4: Well, the outlook for high-speed rail just took a dramatic turn for the better because we were able to announce the first wave of funding going out through President Biden's infrastructure law. Uh, The president was in Las Vegas, where with $3 billion, we are funding the Bright Line West project that is aiming uh, by the Olympics, if they hit all of their marks in in 2028, to have passengers going from Las Vegas to Southern California. We're also funding California high-speed rail that runs north-south. Now, uh, you know, we've never claimed that this is uh, overnight going to produce a high speed rail network uh, nationwide. These are specific projects in specific places. But I really believe that after the the first time, the first day when an American on American soil can take a a ride on true high speed rail, it's going to open up an era. There will be no going back. It's going to create a demand and an expectation that we offer that across the country the same way people in other parts of the world can expect. And the other part we're really excited about is that it can also create an American high-speed rail industry. Think about the jobs in aerospace. Think about the jobs in auto manufacturing. uh, And of course, we are, uh, as as President Biden uh, has prioritized, uh, we're imposing strong Buy America expectations uh, on this industry as a whole.
0: I mean, I've been to, you know, all across Europe. I've been all across Asia. High-speed rail. Mm-hmm. Exists in other countries <laughs> and it is incredibly effective. It helps with commerce, it helps with people getting around. It is an absolute game changer to have stuff like that. And here you have the Biden administration to actually putting in the work, actually trying to make this a reality with a clear plan. And as this is happening, you know, by the way, that's all economic stuff also, right? Because commerce is really going to increase, trade is going to increase, like a lot is going to come from connecting different parts of this country in ways that it has never connected before in ways that we can't even foresee at this moment. But when you look at what all these now like investment and research firms are, the way they're discussing the economy. You know, it says a lot about the robustness and the strength of Bidenomics and the Biden economy. Heck, it's why Donald Trump is now trying to take credit for Bidenomics. I mean, could you have imagined that even three weeks ago, Donald Trump trying to take credit for the Biden economy? But when you look at, let's look at like your your Denny Research. Here's their outlook for the United States. Interest rates are back to normal. Consumers have more purchasing power. This is this firm saying all this. Households are overall wealthy and liquid. Demand for labor is strong. There's an onshoring boom of jobs coming back to the U.S. that's boosting capital spending. Housing is set for a recovery. Corporate cash flow is at record highs. Inflation turned out to be transitory. Advancement in tech, such as the production of chips, are boosting productivity. We are officially in a bull stock market. That's not me saying it. That is the financial experts saying it. We've had more than 14 million jobs created under Biden. We have unemployment down to 3.7 percent, the longest stretch in over 50 years under 4 percent. Wages are higher than they were before the pandemic, even after you ingest for inflation. That means real wages are up. You have gas prices plummeting. What's the other misconception about Biden's America that these Republicans constantly try to fear monger over, right? Every election, crime, but crime, but crime, right? And it works. Their propaganda works. But despite Mm -hmm. the public perception, guess what? The crime numbers are actually way, way, way down. It actually fell in 2023, despite 80% of Americans and 92% of Republicans thinking crime has gone up. That's why I don't want to hear polls all day. I want to hear the actual data. And the FBI data says that in the third quarter of 2023, the violent crime dropped 8% from the same period the previous year, while property crime fell 6.3% to what would be its lowest level since 1961. 1961, murder plummeted in the U.S. in 2023 at one of the fastest rates of decline ever recorded. And so at a certain point, we have to look at like, why are these false narratives being spread? And it's because, frankly, of a couple things in my mind. A, you have these right-wing disinformation centers that lie about everything that's why we say like you know we'll we'll do this in our zoom chat sometimes with our patrons and when we speak to people we'll say like how many people think fox is preaching to their choir everybody raises their hands right how many people think fox is an incredibly powerful tool of disinformation that spreads into the american psyche the same amount of hands typically get raised because they are powerful in that respect it's a shame for the country But they are. And there's this whole network of right wing, this right wing ecosystem that is constantly lying and constantly fear mongering for their own political game. There's also social media, right? Where in the past, we weren't used to seeing every robbery, every carjacking, every little bit of crime that happened across the country. Now, every instance across the country is put on social media, it goes viral, and you're now just inundated with these images on a daily basis. So they may be far fewer than they used to be, but we are seeing them go viral on a near daily basis. And it is leading to this false perception of the actual numbers. So we have a lot of good things to discuss as we discuss the economy, as we discuss, honestly, like basically every single indicator in this country has not only improved, it has improved by record levels. In the past few years, under this administration, and we need to be loud about that, about the data, about the facts, not how people perceive what is happening, but about what is actually happening on the ground in our country.
1: because when you lead, Brett, to exactly your point, when you lead with uh, perception or or what people feel and you're not leading with data and facts, you end up with the Bloomberg headline, right, which was one hundred percent chance of recession. Are you kidding me? So unbelievable job right there be taken taking up the economy section of this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that railroad. That's what I really want to head on. Uh, dude, LA no, to Vegas.
0: Vegas. And, <laughs> and, and here's the thing too, in contrast to MAGA, you know, President Biden stands on principles, not polls. And I know that can be frustrating to a lot of people because people want him to have knee-jerk reactions to every poll and do this, do that. But he's about his principles. And when you're guided by your core principles, when it comes to the economy, it's bottom up, middle out. That informs his decision making. He doesn't say, I'm going to do this in two weeks. I'm going to do that in two weeks. I'm going to do this in two weeks. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do accordion hands. Look at my hands, everybody. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> no. He's calm. He doesn't overreact, right? And he talks about his principles, not the polls. Here is what I'm doing. I'm going to be steady on those principles. I'm not going to overreact to all of them. I mean, could you imagine if there was someone who could overreact to things? I mean, President Biden, right? I mean, they they go after they go after his son for when his son was suffering from drug addiction. They just they make lies up about him every single day. Could you imagine if he responded the way Trump? Every second he'd be responding. But he's focused on the American people. He's focused on, you know, the principles and the principles that guide him, as I said, when it comes to the economy is that, look, we do not thrive with trickle down. This whole philosophy of focus the economy on helping the billionaires and decamillionaires get unfair advantage. And then maybe they will help others and trickle down the benefits we unfairly give them. That's trickle down. And President Biden says, I'm not for that. He says it loud and clear. By the way, it's a risk to label your whole policy Bidenomics because you better own it. But he owns the principles. He stands behind it. Those are his principles and his principles are no, not trickle down, you focus on the American worker, and you give them a fair playing field, a level playing field. You don't give unfair advantages to the billionaires and the decamillionaires. And if you focus on giving workers the same opportunity, not even unfair opportunities, the same opportunities, they will thrive. And that's when our economy will perform at peak, when you're actually empowering workers. That's bottom-up, middle-out. Something that we need to talk about more and more and more. And I, I always give in the example, right? If you were to speak to you know, an, a, a worker, not a billionaire or a decamillionaire, and say, I've got two choices for you. Number one, I'm going to help your CEO purchase more jets, or I'm going to help you out have a fair playing field and give you the wage you deserve, not give you unfair benefits, the wage and job you deserve. What would you choose? Who would go? You know what? I appreciate you looking out for me, but I'm really worried about those leather seats in the G6 of my billionaire CEO. I am hopeful that if you can help him out or her out with the tax cut, that maybe they will trickle it down. Who who would say that? And Fox knows who would say that. The right-wing media knows that. And that's why they want to confuse you and folk and do accordion hands. The accordion hands, by the way, is basically Fox in a nutshell. It's the physical manifestation, right? m ms green m Dr. Seuss, look this way, look that way, look this way, look that way, boom, pick your pocket. Pick your freaking pocket. I got your money. Screw you. I'm going to Mar-a-Lago and we're going to laugh at you. That's what it's about. Anyway, Brett, take us out with some of the news on uh, what's going on with Haley and DeSantis. Yeah. I mean, we got to touch on this because the developments that are coming out of New Hampshire are are certainly worth mentioning. So mm-hmm. while Donald Trump is still leading in New Hampshire, I got to say Nikki Haley has made some incredible strides since the last poll. So the the poll that we're going by here is the CBS YouGov poll. And as we approach these primaries, I think these are going to become more relevant. And as voters are kind of forced to decide, do they really want to back somebody like Donald Trump? We are seeing them start to get into their camps and the Republican Republican Party. And so let's look at this New Hampshire poll that just came in. So you have Donald Trump at 44% and you have Nikki Haley skyrocketing to 29% in this poll. That's a rise of 18%. Since the last time this poll was conducted and Donald Trump dropped by six points in this poll. And when you dig into the cross tabs of the poll, I think it's a little, I think it's even more revealing when it's who is a more, the most likable candidate in the race. New Hampshire voters by a large margin picked Nikki Haley Heck, Donald Trump tied with Vivek Ramaswamy for third place here in this part of the poll for who is more the most prepared to be president here uh Nikki Haley neck and neck with Donald Trump here which for a republican voter is pretty damn amazing especially considering that Donald Trump was uh, unfortunately <laughs> once the president of the United States for who is the most reasonable of the candidates. You have once again, Nikki Haley taking a commanding lead over the field here with Donald Trump falling to third place. I think New Hampshire is certainly a state to watch as we Mm -hmm. see these numbers come in. And frankly, I think we're getting to a point where I do hope that other people in the primary do start to drop out because I think once I've been saying this for a while on this show, I think once that anti Trump vote consolidates, it is going to be a much more interesting race in this Republican primary. And there is actually a chance for another contender to break through. But if that does not happen, then Donald Trump will run away with this primary election. He will get the nomination for the Republican Party. Um, So, I mean, that's where it's at right now. Meanwhile, at the same time, the DeSantis campaign is just utterly collapsing. Like everything that could go wrong with this campaign has gone wrong. All the things that he thought were gonna promote him to this national level of uh, notoriety have completely backfired on the national stage. The more people have heard this guy speak, the more they realize that he's just the honestly, he's just a weird guy. Like he's a, he's a weirdo. <laughs> he's completely impersonal. He, he, impersonable. He does not know how to interact with humans. He licks his lips like he's a lizard all the time. He wears high. He, I, I, I don't know what's going on in this DeSantis campaign, but they seem to do all the wrong moves at every single juncture. But in addition to that, one of the fatal moves that the DeSantis campaign made is they kind of decided early on that they weren't really going to have their own campaign operation. They were gonna outsource it to the super PAC, the never back down super PAC. One of the issues with doing something like that is per federal election law, super PACs are not allowed to coordinate directly with campaigns. Yet, Ron DeSantis has been trying to use this super PAC as a means to promote himself and his closest aides and himself have apparently been communicating directly with the super PAC on all their operations, which is just a violation of federal law. So today there was actually an ethics complaint made against the super PAC, never back down. Let's keep an eye on that. Cause to me, what they're doing, in my opinion, is blatantly illegal coordination between a super PAC and a candidate. And you're having also a flurry of resignations right now Mm -hmm. from the super PAC and never back down, which may be related to the fact that there is this illegal coordination going. And by the way, all the people who are attaching themselves to the super PAC, all the people who have, they've just grifted so much money out of Ron DeSantis and DeSantis supporters. For example, the guy who who quit over the weekend, this guy Jeff Rowe, and he did it in like a very public fashion, made a big statement, kind of trashing the people at the firm. His firms got two out of every $3 that were donated to Never Back Down. (laughs) $41.1 million went to this guy, Jeff Rowe, $41.1 million, and all the money hasn't even been reported yet. Imagine blowing your money away once again to make these rich people even richer. It is just absolutely obscene what we are seeing here, but the DeSantis collapse continues. You have Nikki Haley gaining. I think that is a story to watch. All I know is we need to do everything in our power to keep Donald Trump out of office, I think his anti-democratic speeches. As going back to the beginning, listen to the people who he is promoting as arbiters of truth. Listen to the people who he idolizes: Hitler, Putin, President G, Kim Jong Un. That is not the United States of America. Let me paint for you a possible picture of what could happen. Seems like Donald Trump should be able to win in Iowa but it is a caucus. An organization is important and DeSantis does have a lot of organization maybe. So what <laughs> are a lot of people who are endorsing him who are part of an organization there at, at, at least. So let's assume that Donald Trump wins but doesn't win by a lot and it's kind of very close and then Donald Trump starts talking about how it's rigged or or whatever right? Then you go to New Hampshire and then Nikki Haley, this is what Nikki Haley's, I think, strategy is, right? And then Nikki Haley wins in New Hampshire or comes within a point, but, but wins in New Hampshire, right? Then you go to South Carolina, and that could be a major deciding factor. Could you imagine that Nikki Haley wins in South Carolina, and then Donald Trump Kind of will fall right into the trap, right? And he's going to say it's rigged and all of these things. And then this kind of cloak of invincibility wears. And then you start having, you know, a, a fight, right? At the same time that happens, we start seeing more economic indicators trending as it should be trending now in a positive direction under Bidenomics. We're going to start seeing more of the benefits of those 40,000 infrastructure um, projects that are taking place. At the same time, Donald Trump's going to be hit with $500 million to a billion dollars in verdicts during that time period. We're going to have, I think, some positive rulings coming out of the DC Circuit Court of Appeals or even the Supreme Court. Just think about where we're going to be, not in too long from now, right? Like that's three weeks from now. That's, that's four weeks from now. And that picture that I'm painting is not some portrait of hopium, right? Th- that is rooted in the data that exists right now. And that's why I think it is important to be grounded in the thing that MAGA lacks, which is principles. Mm-hmm. Principles. And if you're grounded in these principles and enduring principles, you stay steady. That's how people ask me sometimes. Hey, you worried about this? If I worried about everything, I'd just be a worried person all day. Worry, worry, <laughs> worry, worry, worry. Right? But but if 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 you believe in these principles and you support these principles and you work towards achieving the ends of those principles, that's what you can control. That's what we can control. That's all we can control. (laughs) What can we do? Stand by your principles. Stand by our principles, the American principles, enduring principles, democracy, freedom. What our constitution really means, not as MAGA tried to pervert it for their own interest and take away our freedoms. That's what we can focus on. And as we head into 2024, that's what we will focus on. And we are so grateful for the Midas Mighty out there. We're so grateful for you. This doesn't exist without you. Think I could just sit in the living room all alone every day? No, this is you. You're in the living room with me and my brothers. We're in this together. When people say, how do you do this? I do do it because of the Midas Mighty. How do you do this? And we know the work that you put in every day. You watching this or listening to this. You may not be on the podcast, but you're working just as hard. And we know that every day working for our democracy. That's what makes this network powerful. It's you. That's why I'm confident. That's why I'm confident. I want to thank you all for watching this. We're going to do our after show as we always do it on Patreon. As we say, we don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network, but we do have emojis on YouTube. (laughs) We do have pro-democracy sponsors, and we do have separately our Patreon. So if you want to support this network and the growth of our independent media platform, go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash m-e-i-d-a-s-t-o-u-c-h. I I should say financially support the growth of this network. You're all supporting it by watching it, and the best way you can support is by sharing these videos letting people know, making sure you're subscribed, just telling one, of course, make sure you're registered to vote, make sure others are registered to vote. That's like, that's threshold stuff. Every day you should be making sure. And if you're with someone, you know, be with them as they register, go on their phone with them, do it with them every single day. You should do that. Number one. Uh, But also share this network, let other people know let's keep on growing together. Let's keep on growing this network and growing this community. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed wherever audio podcasts are available. That's really helpful too. Like if you're not subscribed to the audio podcast, please subscribe there because that helps with the audio algorithm. It puts us in the top there and you should listen to it on audio too. Sometimes it's fun if you're just going for a walk or in the car, listen on audio as well. And audio listeners, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps there as well. So we're going to do our after show right now at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. If you can become a subscriber of Patreon, do it. If not, no worries at all. But if you can, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Also, check out our store while you're at it for our pro-democracy gear, store.midastouch.com. You got the Jack Smith Justice shirts right there. You got the Midas Touch sweatshirt fades right there. Really good. The Convict or Convict 45 gear. I'm woke and I vote gear. 100% union mode. Oh, dark Brandon right there. 100% <laughs> union made. 100% made in the USA. Store.midastouch.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. We'll see you on the next episode of the Midas Touch Show. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas day The Midas.